All right, everybody, welcome back to the Dog Bureau podcast. This is episode seven. Uh, before we get into any topics or training or or whatnot, uh, I want to, well, before we get into that, so this episode we're going to talk about, um, for all you new people that are, are either possibly looking to go get a new puppy or um, possibly looking to adopt a dog, uh, we're going to use this series to kind of break down some, some bullet points and uh, some things to kind of look for, how to kind of plan, prepare, mentally prepare, that kind of stuff. Uh, so as we start rolling in, we'll uh, kind of get more in depth to each individual topic and then we'll break it up into individual episodes. But uh, as we get into this, uh, obviously, I, I uh, you guys know that you can go and subscribe on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, The Dog Bureau uh, is the name of the podcast. If you search it, it's a like light blue logo with a gray badge and a dog. Uh, you can visit us at thedogbureau.com. Uh, that will take you to my main company training website. Uh, and then if you just go to the menu, you can click Dog Bureau. That'll send you down to some of the topics and, and the blog page. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Give us a review, subscribe, share the crap out of it so we can keep uh, bringing you some content. Hope you guys enjoy this. Obviously, this is uh, this is fun for us and, and I enjoy doing this. So I hope that you guys enjoy it too. And if you do, please, please, please um, spread the love and uh, we'll continue to bring this out. Uh, one quick update. Uh, so I had discussed last episode about you know possibly writing a book for uh, clients to take home is go home material. Uh, and I've already started that. So I'm pretty good in depth of that. I'm probably about 17, 18 pages into that. And uh, I'll kind of give you guys some more ideas as we get get deeper into it and, and start breaking down the pages and that kind of stuff. I'll Obviously, I'll have printed copies that you'll be able to, to get for, for pretty cheap on the website, um, as well as digital copies that you can get on like Apple Books and Kindle and, and Amazon and all that good stuff. Um, but uh, as we move forward, um, I just want to send out hearts, uh, prayer, and love to the Nashville community, the Putnam County community, Wilson County community here in Tennessee, uh, and then all the other areas that were affected. We uh, we had an F2 and an F3 tornado, I believe, that, that came through, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty devastating. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to put it into words. I uh, I woke up. Um, what was yesterday? Yesterday was uh, Tuesday, so I woke up early Tuesday morning, around two a.m. To my phone, kind of going off that uh, t- a tornado had touched down. I knew we were supposed to get some storms and some possible straight line winds, but I had not heard anything about a tornado. Not that you can ever really predict it, but uh, I woke up. Uh, immediately, you know, brought all the dogs inside. I live about an hour south. Um, you know, majority of the dogs stay inside with me anyways, but some of the working dogs and some of the rescues, they stay out in my kennel in the shop. Um, so we brought everybody in. We we stacked crates and, and uh, went into our interior room. And, oh, man, yeah, so... You know, as 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 the kind of hours went on, uh, we started to hear some reports of confirmed tornadoes, touchdowns, some damage, that kind of stuff. And then uh, as we got into about four or five o'clock, we started to see that it started getting a little bit worse and, and reports of uh, severe damage, that kind of stuff came out. And uh, eventually as daylight broke, um, it was absolute chaos. Um yeah, it was really, really tough to see. Um, I lived in Nashville 
since uh, the third grade. So um, I guess I don't know how old I was then, but I've lived here pretty much my entire life. I call this home, and I've lived in Germantown, North Nashville, and and so those are some of the really affected areas. East Nashville got hit really bad. Obviously, Putnam County, I think, got the brunt of it. Uh, Wilson County, Mount Juliet, uh, Lebanon, they got hit pretty hard. Uh, As we speak, I think the... um, the the life count has is up to 22 23 i believe you know there's there's always a possibility that there's more uh we immediately yesterday um as we kind of came out of our shelter you know in the bathroom immediately you know first thing that crossed in my mind was what about the dogs the pets they're probably running around crazy um you know, with, with the damage and that kind of stuff. So immediately we set up a Facebook group, uh, called tornado relief pets needing assistance in the greater Nashville and surrounding areas, uh, to try to connect with, uh, dog people and, uh, anybody that could donate supplies, um, food, donate space, shelter, assistance, helping with lost animals, all that good stuff. Um, And uh, so far, you know, I think we're close to about 60 people on there. Um, But the uh, the response has been kind of kind of amazing, just how Nashville as a community has come together and and uh, under this unfortunate, really crazy, terrifying experience. And um, so we went out yesterday morning, uh, myself and my friend Andrew, we hit um, one of the main uh, um, shelters uh, Red Cross shelters has helped set up uh, uh, cots, blankets, trash cans, you name it, taking supplies, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, not really knowing where they'd need us, not not knowing if we'd be able to go out and find dogs and help with dogs. Obviously, I had uh, loaded out my truck with leashes and long lines and treats and food and I had crates in the back and I had uh, move space and open space and open some of the foldable crates uh, in the shops that way we could uh, you know we found some misplaced dogs we could give them shelter to get them out of the the craziness and chaos and uh, you know after we got done setting up the cots and everything we uh, we went out and we we parked about two miles away from from the first damage line where they they had it shut down and we we just literally started walking streets and alleyways and uh, I posted some pictures on my personal page and and I'll post some um, in a blog post connected to this and uh, it was just uh, pictures just don't do it justice and it was uh, it was awful you know uh, but through the darkness there's light and uh, we will recover. Uh, Nashville's been through a lot before, and we're an amazing community of people that love to help one another. You know, we we put all political beliefs aside, all the hate and all the arguing aside, just to help one another out. And I'm telling you, within you know an hour or two of daylight, I mean, so many people were out there helping, doing what they could, um, and it was pretty amazing. So right now we're uh, we're in contact with Putnam County, kind of on standby waiting to see when we can assist from from what I hear with uh, emergency crews they've told us typically in this kind of situation uh, from day two on to like day six or seven is when you know people start to go back to their houses to move debris they'll find you know strays that are hiding out in the rubble Um, you know as the machinery kind of dies down a little bit and the chaos starts to die down a little bit dogs will get hungry start coming out from hiding 
Um, so that's kind of what we're, we're waiting for so that way we can take them in. Uh, if you guys are around this area and you guys can help, uh, anywhere, you know, we could take dog food, any type of donations, you know, we don't really have a donation thing set up just cause you know, the logistics with the money is, is really difficult. So we're not really taking money now. If we do, we'll let you know if it gets crazy, you know, we may need help with some dog food and some supplies and, and transportation, getting dogs back to their owners, vet care, that kind of stuff. So we'll, we'll include a link if we really need it. But, uh, again, if, if you've got a moment or you want to follow what's going on, uh, you can join this group called tornado relief. And then, uh, it's so total it's tornado relief, pets needing assistance in the greater Nashville and surrounding areas. Um, you know, just just keep your thoughts out for for everybody here in in town, and it's it, it's definitely a tough tough thing to swallow. And um, but everybody's coming together, and it's pretty great. You know, all us dog trainers that have different companies that kind of compete in a in a way. You know, we put all that aside, and we we typically do anyways. We're all friends. It's a small community. Uh, but again, you know, it, none of the, the money matters right now. We're just trying to help people and help dogs and cats and livestock and all all the animals that need assistance so if you can help in any way you know uh, reach out to metro animal care and control reach out to nashville humane uh, follow our our little group or join our group so that way you can you can see how you can help uh we 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 would definitely appreciate it and uh you know like i said if, if you're looking for updates go to that group uh follow us on instagram twitter all that stuff i'll be i'll be posting pictures uh, immediately under the link um and i'll keep you guys updated as we get get more um, going in, you know, it, it was a long day yesterday, and then today, just kind of feeling under the weather because we were out walking miles, and and you know, it's a lot to take in. So today, we just I I've been kind of taking it easy, just monitoring the pages, seeing if anybody needs help. Uh, I've been trying to train my dogs, you know, as best as I can here, and and clients' dogs, and and all the, all the clients' dogs here are doing really well, and and they're all on track to go home. We're gonna have a busy March. Um, but yeah, just if you can help, do what you can, um, and we appreciate it. And and Nashville will will build quick, and and we'll come back from it. So, um, yeah. So let's let's kind of get into the guts of uh, a little bit of what we were talking about. Um, you know, we'll I'll break these segments up so everybody can can kind of digest them. Um, kind of what's been going on with me is we've I'm finishing up my two off leashes. I've got an on leash here, uh, and then uh, the off one off leash should go home next week. My on leash should go home next week, and then uh, I've got two boarding trains coming this weekend. Um, so we'll knock those out. I think those are some younger puppies. That should be fun. Um, yeah, so if you guys have any, you know, questions, topics you'd like us to discuss, be sure to go follow us on, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, check out our website, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, so this topic for today is for all you new folks that are kind of out there contemplating getting a dog, contemplating uh, getting either a puppy or rescuing a dog. Um, and I kind of want to give you guys my experience with that and, and maybe some pointers that you guys can, you know, keep in mind and, and kind of break down. Right. So, uh, a big thing is right. Okay. So let's say you're, you've really been contemplating getting a, a new puppy. Let's use a puppy for example. Um, you know, uh, the big thing is, okay, 
where do you live? Uh, what's your living situation? Do you live in an apartment? Do you live in a house? Um, if you live in an apartment, you know, uh, are you allowed to have dogs? Are there breed restrictions? Um, because I've been there before and, and I was like, I'm not going to let the apartment complex tell me I can have a dog or not have a dog or what kind of dog I can have. And I promise you that's not a good idea because you will get in trouble and put you in financial, uh, financial trouble. And then you and your dog are going to be struggling. And eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. So just be smart about it. You know, um, obviously an apartment and a house make a big difference when you go into the training phase and housebreaking and potty training. You know, if you live in an apartment and you live on the second floor or third floor, uh, when you're potty training, we talk about constant, constant breaks every 10, 15 minutes when they first come home, um, you know, monitoring water. And so, uh, you know, at first, for the first couple of months, it might be great, you know, or you got, might be super motivated to take your puppy outside and take them down those stairs and pick them up and rush them down there. And then, but eventually there's going to be a rainy day where you're tired, you had a hard day at work and you might let it slip a little bit longer and then you have an accident in the house and then you're going to start creating bad habits. Um, but as long as you can commit yourself and plenty of people do it and, you know, it's just something to consider. You know, if you have a house, ideally the the easiest, best situation is having a, a back door where you can keep the crate and you can just open that back door and, and let them out. Um, as soon as they go potty and come back in, they can get the freedom and play. Um, so that's something to consider is just your living situation. Um, you know, something else with that is consider roommates. Do you have other dogs? Do you have cats? Do you have that kind of stuff, you know? Um, uh, and then you got to think about your neighbors, right? So if you got a puppy and they're, they're crate training, they're going to bark and they're going to whine. Uh, so that's going to be something you guys need to consider as well. And, and, uh, kind of take, take the, the chain and, and not the chain, take, take the reins and start, start really honing in your, your, uh, your training and putting in that structure. Um, but yeah, so that's something to consider, you know, um, and planning for the future, you know, I always say if, if you're going to get a new dog or a new puppy, plan it all out, right? Take a piece of paper, write it out. Um, so that way you can kind of put down your short-term goals, long-term goals, analyze your life, analyze um, your lifestyle, you know, okay? If you work a full-time job, you know, is, pup, is a puppy, brand-new, fresh puppy, the, the, the best way to go, you know? If you're working an eight-hour job, you're trying to move up the ladder. Probably not to be honest with you, just because you're gone and your puppy's going to be crated and you're going to have messes in the crate and then it becomes a normal when, when your puppy gets comfortable messing in the crate. Um, you know, but it, it can be done. Uh, but I, I would recommend, you know, having somebody there to assist you, um, or taking some time off to really kind of hone in that first, first week or so to, to really break in the dog and the puppy. Because remember, this is, this is for, you know, 14 to, 19 years or longer, you know, maybe shorter depending on the breed, but this is, uh, this is important. So make sure that, you know, you plan out your work life and you analyze your lifestyle. You know, I'm, I'm very impulsive as it is. Anybody that knows me knows that I will, um, just kind of do what I want on a whim. You know, if everybody's like, no, you probably shouldn't go and do that. I go and do that. Um, you know, so that's just something to keep in mind and, and really be smart because this isn't like going out and just, impulse spending, you know, on stuff you, you need. This is another being that needs you to take care of it. You know, it's like a child. Um, so, so this impulse decision needs to really be thought through. Um, another thing to consider is breed. Um, you know, it, living in an apartment, um, you know, not to say that a dog can't be successful if you've got a certain type of lifestyle in an apartment. Um, but if you're getting, for example, a Belgian Malinois puppy in an apartment, um, uh, that, that's, 
chaos waiting to happen. So, so do your breed research, kind of narrow it down to, you know, your top five breeds and go through and do research, talk to people that have dogs, um, have had puppies, adult dogs, see what they're like when they're young, see what they're like as they get older, you know, what kind of, um, energy do they have? How much, uh, stimulation do you need to give them? Exercise do you need to give them? Obviously we, we recommend a lot of exercise no matter what for any dog, but, um, certain dogs need more and, and they may need more than just throwing the ball. Um, so that's something to consider as well. Um, you know, do your breed research. If, if you're getting a puppy from a breeder, make sure you are, you know, obviously a lot of people are, are set on, um, I got to get an AKC dog. Well, AKC doesn't, I mean, it can, but it, it doesn't always mean that the puppy or the dog is, is 100%, you know, foolproof, right? I mean, it's, you want to do breed research, see if you can trace a pedigree and, and see where the dogs have gone or do they have blood championship bloodlines? You know, you want to keep an eye out for, for breeders that, uh, you know, only breed for looks and not quality genetics, you know? So when you go and you do your research on, on a breeder and you find a couple top three breeders, you know, you go visit them, see what, see what they're like. I'd, I'd recommend seeing, uh, if they have, uh, they should have mom on site. If they don't have dad, I'd, I'd request pictures, uh, and videos. I always like to see how the puppies interact with mom, uh, how the puppies interact by themselves, how the puppies interact with their litter mates, um, how the puppies react to strangers, see if the puppies have food drive, ball drive, if they're um, paying attention, are they showing any signs of aggression, are they standoffish? You know, I like to see a mom alone. I like to see if mom is okay with strangers, how mom acts, you know, in certain simulations. Um, does mom have food drive, ball drive, that kind of kind of stuff, you know? So you want to look at a little bit of everything because um, somewhere in there you're going to see some traits that may come out or may not come out in, in your puppy. Um, and if you're only going to get a puppy because it's a cream-colored this or that, then most likely you're going to have some issues down the road. Um, and not to say that you will, I'm just saying that that sometimes breeders nowadays, unfortunately, are, are breeding just for looks, for prices, and not for um, the good of the breed and breeding the quality genetics. Um, you know, that's 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 a big thing, right? And so we want a stable, sound um, dog that that's willing to work and willing to learn and willing to please and. Um, yeah, so a lot goes into it, you know, and, and obviously, you know, maybe we'll do a podcast specifically on each of these little topics that we're talking about now. Um, but as we go into more of this, you know, look at your short-term goals, long-term goals. Do you look at moving anytime soon or, or get growing up in your job? You know, um, that's going to play a factor. Um, are you looking to leave your job and start your own business? You know, financially you'll be strapped for a little bit and you don't want to put your dog through that. Uh, vet care is going to be expensive. So make sure you have money set aside before you even bring the dog home ready for an emergency, you know, a couple thousand dollars put aside just in case life happens and you need to buy food and vet care or your dog gets in a fight or your dog hurts itself or has really bad allergies or has a heart murmur, you know, have stuff set aside because that's one of the big reasons why a lot of people have to rehome their dogs is, you know, they get their puppy and their dog and six months in, they're fine. They're able to pay, get by paying for the food and heartworm and, and flea and tick stuff. But, um, then their dog comes down with a disease and they just can't physically afford it. So what do they do is they, they try to, they pawn it off or they try to find another home. And, 
you know, it sucks and I get it, but it's also, it's also your responsibility, responsibility to take care of this pup because they rely on us. Um, so keep that in mind, um, as, as you're looking at this and, you know, um, another big thing is, is personal relationships. You know, if you're in a relationship, a committed relationship, you know, you got to take your partner's um, views into account, right? Because sure, you've wanted a dog for forever, but you see yourself with this this partner or this person forever, and you want want to marry them, and you see a future with them. Well, you got to take into account their views and and how they feel about it. Because if you get a dog and you get married, I promise you, your partner's going to put the the boot down, and and uh, that's going to cause some issues and. So that's something to consider, you know, if it's what I'd recommend is if it's a new relationship and you guys are still kind of just uh, in the honeymoon phase for the first couple weeks or first couple months, you know, still do you go do you and and get your dog and, and that stuff. But if uh, you know you really care for this person, you want to be with this person and, and they don't want this specific breed, you know, I'd, I'd talk to them and try to find some common ground. But uh, just don't jump into something, you know, that's going to put you in a bad situation down the road. Uh, obviously, that's your decision. And, and if you say, well, my my partner should just love dogs or I don't love them. Well, that's your decision. That's fine. I have plenty of dogs. My my girlfriend or my fiance didn't really have a choice, uh, unfortunately, you know, just because I already had the dogs before we, we got together and got serious. And um, yeah, so... You know, and it's it's been tough. It's been a struggle. And as as you transition your life, you know, you, you make time for your dogs. You make time for your fiancé or girlfriend um, or boyfriend or whatever it is, um, you know. So, yeah. Um, another thing to look at is your location of living. Um, where are you living? You know, if you're living in super, super hot temperatures, I wouldn't recommend getting a, a Bernice um, or a big shaggy mountain dog that, that's going to be outside all the time, you know, that's... Um, it's a big thing to look at as well. You know, just, just look up when you're doing your breeds, breed research, you know, what dogs excel better in better temperatures, you know, typically, uh, shorter haired dogs do better in warmer temperatures. Shepherds have double layers to help keep them uh, warm and cold. So they typically do well in median climates, um, as well as, you know, more extreme climates depending. Um, yeah, so just consider that, um, Another thing is, is I'd recommend no matter what, um, if you don't have time to dedicate to, um, painting pictures to your dog and, um, training and, uh, guiding your dog, right. Then I would say, just don't get a puppy. Don't get a dog because you bring this animal in and everybody always compares it to, Oh, well I had a dog growing up that was just perfect and did this and did that. And yada, yada, yada. Well, you probably don't remember all the stuff that went into it and all the bad times that, you know, you struggled with, um, maybe when you were younger or, you know, maybe you had that unicorn dog that just didn't care about anything and was just super easy and laid back. Well, chances of you getting a dog like that again are pretty slim. So, I just want to stress that, right? I mean, if you get a dog, prepare to spend money, to spend time, and to learn, and to be frustrated, and to struggle, to train obedience, to train structure, to that way we set our dogs up for success in the long run, right? Because a puppy is going to have peaks and valleys. No matter how much training you give that puppy, right? You're still going to have rough days and you're going to have amazing days. But if you work through that with consistency and you build that bond, I promise you it's the best thing you'll ever do in your entire life. Um, and 
you will 100% be thankful that you did that because you'll have a puppy that understands the foundations. You know how to read your dog in situations where you can manipulate behaviors and uh, change the outcomes of, of behaviors and prevent negative behaviors that become conditioned over time. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's just, there's just so much that goes into it. And, uh, uh, I think in the book, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in depth and I'll include some, some planning stuff and some charts. Um, you know, a, another big thing is analyze your budget, right? Okay. You say you've got this X amount extra every month. Well, you got to take into account if you're bringing in a new dog, okay, you're going to need a crate. And if it's a puppy, you're going to need probably two crates as they grow. Um, you're going to need food, um, treats, medication, vet visits, toys, equipment. Um, you know, you may need to pay for training. You may need to, um, you know, dogs cost money just, just with everything in life. But what you'll notice is, is that's money. If you planned it out well, will be well spent. And if you dedicate your time, you'll be able to prevent uh, health issues. Hopefully, if it's not genetic, um, you'll be be able to train them. So you won't need to spend money on training. And if you work them for their meals, you won't have to go out and buy all these expensive treats. You know, there's just there's just so much that goes into it, and um, you know, it's just it's just something that everybody needs to kind of keep in mind. And and as as we move forward, you know. Um, you know, and, and I'll touch a little bit on rescue dogs, right? Okay. So you decided you want to rescue and, and that's on wonderful. And I, I thank you for that. Um, cause there's so many dogs that need homes. Um, another thing to consider with that though, is all the above that we just discussed, but with a dog that may be seven months to a couple years old that has already established these habits, right? We don't know where they came from genetically. So we don't know what mom and dad were like genetically. So sure, the puppy may be cute and great for the first couple of days at home as it's transitioning. But then all of a sudden, these genetics start to come out that you may see like with dog aggression, um, leash reactivity, fence, fence reactivity, um, human aggression. I mean, you name it. Uh, it, it can come out, you know, because a lot of times these dogs are, are in bad situations and, and bad places and we're trying to, you know, bring them in and mold them into this, this new place and we just expect them to kind of adapt. Well, a lot of times they don't just adapt. That takes time and, and training and consistency and, and man, a lot of time, you know, and sometimes you'll luck out. I, I have rescue dogs and we rescue dogs here, but a lot of times, a lot of dogs we're training our rescue dogs and trying to rehabilitate. Um, it's just something to consider, you know, uh, these dogs have essentially established all these habits over all this time. Uh, you know, if a dog was back tied out on the back of the fence for two years, um, you know, it's, it's going to probably have fence reactivity right because all the kids go walking by the dog wants to pull and, and or all of a sudden you start taking it places it's like what the heck is all this all these smells all these things all these peoples let me start barking um you know or what, whatever it may be um it's just something to consider uh when you rescue a dog and and it's, and it's a responsibility that you you've got to be willing to take on if if you get to the point where you realize that they're not you know, that perfect unicorn dog. So you just got to be ready for it. If you go to rescue, that that's a big task and you guys got to, got to be ready to, to take on the entirety of it and, and accept the possibility that you may have issues. Um, so just, just keep that in mind. 
Um, you know, we, we, we're kind of already hitting 27 minutes. I try to keep these pretty short 30 minutes so you guys can, can hear these, uh, during the drive, uh, to work or back from work. Um, but again, you know, we'll, we'll touch more in depth. And if you guys have individual questions, I'd, I'd love if you guys could reach out, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, send us an email on our website. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, so next week we'll kind of maybe go more in depth on, on, uh, on covering some next steps. Maybe we'll talk about nutrition, uh, some toys, maybe it's some health medication, bedding, that kind of stuff. Um, but again, if you can, please go subscribe. We'd love it. Uh, leave us a five-star review on, on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Um, if you can help with the tornado relief or you can help in any way, make sure you go, go to, um, our Facebook page, uh, and I'll, I'll try to leave a link in the show notes as well as on the dog bureau page on, on custom canine So that way you guys can, can go to that page and see, see how you can help. Um, but appreciate, I appreciate you guys. Uh, and I'm excited for, for what's to come. Uh, if you guys need any training needs or any training questions, again, reach out and, uh, we'll see you guys next week.